0: Hello, and welcome to the Southern Surf Stompcast, where we feature the best surf, intro, and beyond that the South has to offer. I'm your host, Chad Shivers. Today we're going to hear not one, but two interviews. First, we'll hear from Ohio's The Amphibians, and then later we'll hear my discussion with Yvonne Pongrassik of the Madeira and formerly of the Space Cossacks. But first, let's hear a set of new music from 2014. We're going to start off with the Crazy Aces and their track, Temple of Cool, from their newest album, Surfidelic Spy It Go Go. ...apocalyptic stylings of... ...kill, baby, kill. From their latest single... ...Human Sounds Volume 1... ...a stop off at Ridgeview... ...that's their track Commandments... ...which is actually a cover of... ...The Causeway. And I do have to say... ...I quite love the production on that one. Before that... ...we heard... ...The Del Vipers... ...with Takate Run... ...from their newest album... ...The Terror of the Del Vipers. Those guys are Austin-based... ...which has a really great scene right now. They put on a surf show the second Saturday of every month so if you're in the area, please check it out and of course before that we heard the Crazy Aces with Temple of Cool man those guys are great musicians super nice guys and they kind of came out of nowhere and just took the southern scene by storm so expect great things from those guys in the future up next, we're going to hear a set of music from North Carolina we're going to start out with My Hero Link Ray and Hotel Loneliness after that We'll hear Family Dollar Pharaohs with Oasis. And then after that, we'll hear Killer Filler with The Bailiff. <music> up next is my interview with the amphibians who will be playing our monthly surf show here in Atlanta the Southern Surf Stomp on November 22nd but first let's hear from one of our sponsors
1: for 50 years of surf music and instrumental rock check out the longboard show on the radio Tuesday nights at 9 on WREK Atlanta 91.1 FM or via webcast W R E K dot org slash longhorns.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, glad to be here. Hi Chad. Thanks for having
0: us. Excellent. So who all am I speaking to right now? Speaking of Swag Swazley, guitar player for the Amphibians. Squid Swasley. Drummer for the Amphibians and
1: And the new guy, Slug Swazley.
0: I hate to do it, but can I call you guys by your real names, or is that verboten? Like I told these
1: guys, I said, we usually don't
0: use
2: our real names unless we're in, a, uh, in front of the judge. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll bend our roles here. And my name is Dave Davies, uh, Tom Coates, and Stacy R. Fenner.
0: What are all you guys' uh, backgrounds and influences? Well, I'll let Squid start
2: that one. I started playing in 1966 when a
3: guy let me beat around on his red sparkle Ludwig drum set. And I've been, uh, messed up ever since, <laughs> but I listen to all kinds of music, but I especially like, you know, the, the listen to a lot of the old rock, you know, like cream and Led Zeppelin and a lot of the Beatles, Rolling Stones, but currently listen to a lot of Latin and, uh, yeah, surf music, of course.
2: Okay, that was Squid.
1: Here's uh, here's Slug. All right, uh, being born in 72, uh, uh, like a lot of other uh, young males, I think my first uh, band I really got into was Kiss, and um, it just went downhill from there in the in high school. It was, you know, it was uh, hard rock and the metal, and since then i just expanded into everything, and so I have quite a diverse collection. I started playing guitar back in the early 90s though, when uh, Nirvana hit the scene. I was really uh, stoked when they came out, and uh, some guy was selling me a guitar at work. Uh, just an acoustic guitar. I'm like, hey, I'll try to. This might be fun. So I bought it, told my brother I bought a guitar, and he got a bass. And the guy that we grew up with uh, got some drums. He started playing. We all got together. He didn't have any cymbals. We just wanted to play. <laughs> so it's been off and on for uh Good many years, and uh, I've been here in Cincinnati waiting for a uh, uh, a bass player to drop out of one of the surf bands. I think I went like eight to ten years with nothing yes. happening. It was
4: murder. <laughs>
1: so there's been some conspiracy theories on how the uh, what happened to the old bass player in the band, but uh, the only thing that matters is I'm um, in now.
2: Okay, yeah, and I guess I could tell you my. Uh, my little story which is not much. I just grew up listened to music, listened to the radio, hear heard all kinds of songs and just kind of absorbed them all and uh and the last uh listened to WAIF here in Cincinnati who plays surf rocking and surfing show from uh seven or six till eight o'clock every Saturday night for over thirty two years. I used to listen to that and I still do. And uh and picked up on surf music and uh, just had to get that sound. So that's uh, that's sort of my background.
0: That's cool. So there was a surf show for thirty over thirty years,
2: thirty over thirty two years, and it's still going on. It's uh, wow. rockin'. Or, rockin'. Robert used to uh, have the show, and then he died, and he's got uh, you know disciples who took over the show, and it's been going on for uh, thirty two years.
0: That's incredible.
2: It is incredible. So that's where we get to hear all our, uh, we get all our surf music fixed, especially before the internet.
0: Well, what brought you all together? Well, you know, what brought us together
2: was uh, we were kind of like, I was starting to dabble into surf music and uh, Tom and I had been playing together for years and years and years and had a 20 year hiatus. And I said, Hey Tom, let's play some surf music. There's a sh- there's a benefit for Rock and Robert on WAIF. I said... What surf music?
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I had, to, I had to slap him around a little bit, and I gave him I gave him a Merman CD, and then he came back and he was okay. The Merman did it; they're my heroes. But as it turned out, we uh, uh, they had a benefit for Rock and Robert because he ended up having pancreatic cancer and ultimately dying from it. But they had a benefit for him at the Southgate House here in Cincinnati. And I listened to him on the radio for so long. I just. Got down there and talked to the guys who were putting it together and said, "Hey, what if we come down and play a few songs just as a tribute from uh, from his inspiration?" And they said, "Okay." So uh, we got in there and played with the Maladroids, uh, Roger and the Ray Bands came from Chicago. Uh, Don't Fear the Reverb and the Nebula Five, and we played at the Southgate House. Now it was in two thousand eight.
0: So I wanted to talk about you guys' sound. You actually just you just mentioned the Mermen. And I was going to ask if there was like a merman and um, I hear mermin and slacktone and surf kings a whole lot, like kind of on the edges of of maybe surf music and a lot of different influences. I've been listening to your latest album, the surf guitar heard around the world um, the past several days and thoroughly been enjoying it. And what I really, really like about it is it's different from track to track, you know, like... High Seas Drifter and Hot Lava Pants are kind of blues based, you know, um, and even like some classic rock, and I hear like some Hendrix, and then Spies in Love is like jazz, and 5 Five O, you know, there's like it it kind of alludes to to the Ventures, but then it's its own thing, and Sharkbait's Garage and Conquistadors, the last track is like. You know, almost an aggressive, old school kind of sound, like lively ones or Dick Dale. So, do you guys just kind of cull from every uh, every facet of of the genre and and, and pick, incorporate other genres um, to get your sound?
2: Well, it's it's cool that you it's cool that you caught up on that because that's what we feel like we have a little different sound than than a lot of other bands. And it's real neat when we're all kind of at a festival of some sort and you get to hear all the different styles of music. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we grew up listening and playing the blues and loved Hendrix and, uh, you know, loved uh, a lot of different kinds of music, even reggae and uh, some other stuff.
3: Yeah, I mean, we listened to so many different kinds of music and have played a lot so many different kinds and other bands that... Uh, it just comes out in the surf music. The the mermen were inspirational to me because I had to be sold on to the surf music, and because uh, you know I just have to confess I wasn't getting it. And then when I heard them, I said, "Oh, this is for real. These guys are modern, and they they aren't afraid to do anything." And uh, that's what I like, you know, just being able to explore and improvise and create new things uh, that's what sold me on the surf music and then our influence is just so varied that I think the music comes out that way
0: uh, very cool well, let's hear a tune from that album um, let's hear theme from The Amphibian You guys have a huge sound as a trio. Um, is that something that's conscious? Like, are you are you ever aware of that, or does it just happen naturally? Well,
2: I don't know. I think we try to, uh, you know, get the most out of what we can do as far as having a three-piece band. So, most three-piece bands, each person has a, you know, a, uh, load on his shoulders to carry, and we just try to pound it away. But we, you know, it all comes down to we just like to rock and roll. Um, we don't have any singers, of course, so you got to make up for it in some kind of action-packed uh, dr- dramatic music, so uh, once we get in the groove, we just try to thrash our way through it.
0: Well, it's, it's it seems a lot more thought out than that. You know, some, some trios are all riff-based or all chord-based, you know, and um, I think you guys strike that great balance between chords and melody, um, and then, like, There'll be like a little trail, a little hint of you know effects at the end of at the end of a phrase or something and that just kind of fills that space and you don't use them you know it's not like a merman sort of thing where it's just a huge like wall of sound. it's really tastefully done like the at the end of the phrase so it just happens naturally
2: yeah, I think so you know I think you're just expressing yourself when you're playing, you know whether you're using a whammy bar or bending the note or just uh, muting the strings down, you know, just to be uh, kind of ornery. It's like a mood going through the music. So if there's something that you can add to that um, and help that mood happen, then uh, that's what's great about this music.
3: Yeah, you know, we're really conscious of setting a mood and creating uh, a mood. You know, get the feel. The feeling is more important than actually getting the parts right. Because if you listen to our CDs, we don't get the parts right. <laughs> All the time. There's mistakes and clunkers, but we were listening for the mood and the feeling. That's what we wanted to get across. Another thing I think helps Dave and I, many years ago, had a lot of experience jamming, but not jamming on progressions and stuff, just starting from complete scratch and making noise and sound and seeing where it takes us, you know, just that kind of experimental psychedelic kind of jam sessions and I think that was really good experience for anything anything. yeah anything really as far as creating a sound because you're coming up with something totally new every time now that's not how we made these songs but you know I think that background helped a lot
0: yeah I think that explains kind of a lot I know you guys are uh, also working on a potential uh, tribute album. Um, could you talk more about that? Well,
2: yeah, I can talk about that. Uh, that was a, uh, I answered on a, uh, another response to a record label who uh, was looking for instrumental Rolling Stone songs. And uh, he was going to put a compilation together of these songs and call it The Rolling Surf. Uh, It's Cordelia Records out of Leicester, uh, the United Kingdom. And apparently uh, he's put together uh, the uh, David Bowie surf songs, uh, Frank Zappa uh, surf songs. So he wanted to do Rolling Stones. So I wrote to him, I said, well, yeah, uh, we'd love to be on there. And uh, what if we do uh, Under My Thumb? and so that's the one we recorded, and I sent it over to England, and I uh, just found out yesterday that he said he was going to be getting them back from the, the press the, for the printers on Friday, so uh, it's kind of,
3: uh,
2: it's in time for Christmas, right, so we're, we're kind of anxious to hear that. I don't know who all is going to be on there. I at one time, I thought the Crazy Aces were going to be on there, the Glasgow Tiki Shakers. Uh, I know the Insect Surfers were going to be on there, but I think they declined to pass on it. So uh, um, uh, we really don't know who all is going to be on there, but uh, its I'm anxious to hear it.
0: Well, awesome. Well, I, uh, I think we have uh, your version of Under My Thumb, so let's take a listen to that now. Well, fellas, it was a real pleasure uh, talking to you, and I'm really, really looking forward to seeing you guys and um, just getting to hang out.
2: Yeah, we can't wait.
0: Well, awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. A huge thanks again to the amphibians for that great interview. Really looking forward to seeing those guys at the end of the month. We're going to kick off this next set of music with a couple of tracks from my hometown, Atlanta, Georgia. This first tune is a first wave song from the 60s, and it's St. John and the Cardinals with The Rise. Then we'll hear from hometown heroes, The Penetrators, with Redlined. After that, we'll hear from Memphis, Tennessee's Impala with Rope of Sand.
1: Bob with the Surf King Surfwear coming to you from the Southern Surf Stomp Podcast. Check out our shirts and other items online at thesurfkingstore.com.
0: All right, thanks, Bob. Up next is an interview I conducted with one of my favorite guitar players of all time. It was a real treat for me, and it's going to be even more of a treat having him play our monthly surf show on November 22nd, the Southern Surf Stomp. So without further ado, here's my interview with Yvonne Pongrassik. Hey, Yvonne, welcome to the show.
5: Hey, thanks very much, Chad. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah. Uh, First, I wanted to congratulate you for... um, Uh, For our listeners, uh, both Yvonne and I listened to the uh, North Sea Surf Radio uh, Top 101 Surf Revival Albums Countdown today. And Mr. Yvonne had uh, two in the top ten, with the Space Cossacks Star Wars at number ten and the Madeira's Tribal Fires at number nine. So congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a pleasure to listen to Yeah, it was... uh quite
5: surprised by that actually i was not expecting it but uh, it was
0: um it was pretty great i was very happy that's awesome so i understand you played in a shadows tribute band with your father um and i was wondering was he the first one who got you into instro music or surf music
5: oh absolutely yeah i i grew up hearing him uh, uh listen to the shadows and play shadows um he used to play in the shadows um Cover band um, in hotels on the Adriatic uh, Sea, in all these summer resorts, uh, as well as in, Z- in Zagreb. And uh, so he had a bunch of friends that played all that music. And um, whenever, they, whenever, whenever they would gather at our house, uh, guitars would come out and they would start playing that stuff. So um, I never really heard surf music until I got to the United States, but I heard a whole lot of Shadows um, while growing up in Croatia.
0: That's awesome. So it's just ingrained in you.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's really... uh, I I remember becoming interested in music because of two bands, basically. And one is The Beatles uh, when I was 10, and The Shadows uh, probably about half a year or a year later. And uh, I had to have everything by those two bands. Um, And it was the reason why I started playing the guitar, too, The Shadows.
0: Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're playing instrumental music instead of wearing a uh, bowl cut.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I might be making more money the other way, but uh, I'm sure having a lot of fun.
0: So I wanted to talk about some of your bands. Um, Your first surf band, almost a a southern surf band, uh, by just, you know, maybe... A few miles, Actually, well, really.
5: Virginia is a part of the South. Well, there, there. you
0: go. So, there, uh, yeah,
5: we were, we were in the South.
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, was the space Cossacks, and I wanted to ask how you guys got your start.
5: I basically put uh, classifieds into the local weekly, the free weekly paper, which is in DC, is called the the um, um, city paper, and uh, that was at the very beginning of 1996 and I've been kind of toying with the idea of playing surf music for the previous year and a half or so starting in 94. And, uh, I felt my previous band had kind of fallen apart and I thought now's the time. And i really never had any expectations for it. I just wanted to play some covers. I suspect as, um, as most people that get into surf, um, it's the same thing. And, um, You know, we started playing, and the chemistry was just right, and it exploded. I mean, really, it was quite a quite a surprise. I didn't didn't not even expect to be recording anything. Never mind two albums and you know touring all over the place. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was just uh, I I put in classifieds in the paper. Uh, The first person that replied was the drummer Doug, and we went through a different. Uh, bass player and different uh, rhythm guitar player before before we found Catherine and Mark and um, a pretty different group of people but when we played it um, made for a pretty good sound
0: <laughs> and uh, you guys toured all over the place um, including you even had some reunion shows in 2010 and yes uh, played in California um, what were some of the highlights of your performing career well, pretty
5: much every show we played with the Penetrators was uh, very memorable and a whole lot of fun. Uh, and actually, I remember pretty much all of them. Uh, I'll, just to, I'll mention the first um, the first show that we ever played with them was in uh, Tuscaloosa. I think, you're, I'm pretty sure Tuscaloosa, Alabama, at the Chucker. Not sure if that place is still around. You know, the I'm Trucker. Not sure. Yeah, I think it might be gone. Anyway. Um, that was the first time we had ever met them. And uh, they were a bit rough that night, the first <laughs> night. And um,
0: Let me guess, there's and, alcohol uh,
5: involved? Yes, uh, <laughs> that's a very, very good guess on your part. Um, but uh, the next night we played in Atlanta um, and they decided, all right, they were going to bring their A game and alcohol was going to have to wait until after the show. And uh oh my God, they were amazing they just blew us all away and that was a lot of fun and that um we've had um, a very respectful and good friendship and kind of a rivalry where we were always trying to you know do a little bit better than the other one and I think that was really healthy for both bands and um it was just a really special uh relationship that we had um with them and uh, the last show that we played with them was in 1998 this was in the summer of 96 and then the summer of 98 um they we played in baltimore and then um, they all stayed at my house afterwards and this was just a few weeks before i moved to indiana and uh so grip uh was shocked that i'd never drunk single malt scotch so he and Spanky brought me a bottle of really nice uh, single malt scotch. I, I think it was um, Glenlivet. And um, and they proceeded to drink it all themselves. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but um, we were up until I think about 7 a.m. that night. And we were just watching, uh, you know, these very rare surf music videos that I've been able to compile and, uh, having a, having an absolute blast, you know, both bands, few hangers, hangers on. And, uh, I remember the next morning we all woke up after, I don't know, maybe four hours of sleep, you know, at noon and, uh, and everybody was just feeling so rough. Um, but (laughs) we had a great night. Um, and, uh, Rick, actually he went up in the backyard and he just, sat there in the sun and was like i need some vitamin d man gotta get some vitamin d and i'll be all right <laughs> so that was the last time we played with him so that was a really great time
0: oh great um so you guys released two full lengths the greatest hits uh, multiple singles compilation tracks um i wanted to hear uh, let's hear a cut off the off the second record, Star Wars, uh, my personal favorite surf song of all time, The Apes of Wrath. Wow.
5: Thanks very much.
0: Yeah, so let's give that a listen. All right. to indiana in 2000 um and there you started the madeira uh you guys started in 2004 so that would make this your uh 10th year together right like Correct. You said. yes um mm-hmm. so it feels like 2014 has been a pretty big year for you guys um you were featured in guitar yes, Player magazine yes um you opened for dick dale like you talked about earlier Um, That's right, and you recorded and released a live album, Sonic Cataclysm. Uh, Right. What was recording a live album like versus a studio album? It was absolutely nerve (laughs) wracking. It was
5: uh, it was a pretty um, intense experience. Um, We were smart enough to arrange two shows back to back, so we didn't put all of our eggs into one basket, and. uh, I'm so glad that we did that because <laughs> it would have been not so good. Um, but uh, we had a terrible blizzard uh, the day of the first show that it was in December. And that was a stupid thing, actually knowing our record when I mean, we just have unbelievable luck with the weather. We've, uh, we played multiple times in blizzards. We've had um, hail storms, floods, uh, record highs, record lows. We, we, the first time we went to California, we played um, in well Southern California, and it was record high temperatures. I think it was like 110 every day, um, and it was absolutely brutal. I mean, it was just awful. I remember we played the Huntington Beach Surfing International Surfing Museum in the parking lot, and they had a little hut, and we played inside of the hut. And I, I dared to step out onto the parking lot from from you know for out of the hut and get hit by the full sun and i felt like i was going to pass out i got literally within seconds i was uh getting dizzy and uh it was it was just awful and then here in michigan we played um i think The winter of 2005, and it was when we were finished playing, it was minus 20 outside. So so we've done it all, and uh, we actually have a running joke in a band that. if it's the Madeira show, there's got to be some uh, uh, some weather calamity happening, which is why we titled the, the live CD Sonic Cataclysm. Uh, we seem to invite them. And uh, as we did the first night that we recorded, um, so there was this uh, awful blizzard, which kept uh, actually a bunch of people from coming to the show, but fortunately still a whole bunch showed up. And uh, we were just very nervous. Um, things were kind of high pressure and uh but you know we did okay uh got a lot of good recordings and then next night um we were able to get the rest of it done but um uh you know it's it had a lot of elements had to kind of come together and i think they ultimately did but um it's not something i want to do anytime soon again <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are very proud of the album and uh, just um a couple of weeks ago I saw the Pipeline Instrumental Review, of the British, the long-running British um, uh, surf zine has uh, given us an amazing review and said um, something like, certainly the best live album of the modern surf era or, wow. or something like those lines, which um, uh, was uh, pretty amazing and blew us away.
0: That is. Um, well, let's hear a track from one of your records. Let's hear the Saracen. That's from Carpe Noctum is that correct? That's right. Yep. All right. Well, let's mm-hmm. take a listen to that. store for the madeira for 2015 and beyond
5: uh well i think we're gonna be recording uh, another album so hopefully in the spring um maybe march i think we should be ready by that point Uh, we have most of the songs ready and uh i'm I'm just—I um, I, mean—I I think all musicians are you know, very excited about their new material. Um, but I—I—I uh, I, I think this is the best stuff that we've ever done, and I cannot wait to record it. And um, actually, we're doing something a little bit different this time because uh, I've co-written several of the songs with uh, notable surf musicians outside of the band. And this came about completely spontaneously, not planned by me, certainly. But I had um, uh, two people contact me about it, three people actually uh, suggested. And uh, one of them is uh, Jeremy DeHart, of, um, formerly of Aqualads uh, from North Carolina, and uh, Danny Snyder of the Tomorrow Men, and, uh, and then Jim Skiatitis of the Atlantics. And they all said, well you know I, let's let's write together and I was sad I don't know I don't really I don't know how to do that and um, but um, they kept pushing it and I said, all right well, here I've got these songs that are kind of half finished. so see what you can do with them And I sent it to them and they did an amazing job. I mean I'm just completely blown away by how good uh, the job that all three of them uh, did so um, uh, that's uh, something different and adds a little bit of a different uh, flavor to the band I think and to our uh, to our songs and um, I think otherwise it's just uh, after playing together for 10 years I think we'd, we're kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't um, so that's the the first thing we're going to be doing, we'll see after that, we got invitations to play surfer Joe again and, uh, do Europe, but we're probably not going to be able to do that next summer. Um, and, uh, hopefully California again, the convention, um, that would be very nice. The big Tiki dude did invite us. Uh, so now it's just a matter of seeing if, um, everybody's schedules can be coordinated to make it happen. But, um, other than that, um, we'll, see. we'll see what the future holds. Certainly, as you mentioned, I never expected any of these things to happen this year. I mean, I knew, OK, were working on a live album. I, I was hoping that would happen. But the Guitar Player magazine and playing with Dick Dale, um, you know, and um, I mean, just what happened today with uh, the North Sea Surf Radio and getting such uh, high rankings. It's, uh, it's very cool. So um, let's see what the future holds. I can't wait.
0: So uh, I mentioned you'll be playing our uh, Southern Surf Stomp in November. Uh, What can we expect to hear from you? Well, I'm
5: extremely honored and privileged uh, that you invited me to do this. Uh, So I guess this is going to be like my first solo show. It'll be a nice crosscut uh, at your suggestion of – kind of the space gossip stuff, the Madeira stuff. Uh, I wanted to do some Penetrator stuff. We'll do a bit of um, some of my major influences, uh, Dick Dale, The Atlantics, The Shadows. Uh, So I can't wait. It's going to be like uh, a dream set, really. Uh, You know, here is uh, my life's work so far and backed by uh, good friends and incredible players. So can't wait. Looking forward to it.
0: I really want to thank you for coming on the program, and uh, we're really looking forward to seeing you in November.
5: Thank you so very much, Chad. You are doing an amazing job down there, and I can't wait to check it out and be a part of it and play with you and Jay. And uh, what's the drummer's name? Sean. Sean. Okay, I look forward to meeting you. I don't think I've ever met him. Right. No. Yeah, so I, I'm very honored for the invitation. And I'm sure it's going to be a blast. So thank you again.
0: All right. Thank you. I'm going to leave you with one more set of music. This first track in this set is going to feature the other band that's playing at November Stomp, and it's Jeffrey Bootsman, The Bicycle Eaters. Now, while not surf in any regards, this track is instrumental. And I know Jeffrey is a huge fan of surf music and is very influenced by it. In fact, he has an instro group called The Compartmentalizationists, which kind of delves into surf quite a bit. That track is going to be called Dissimilar to Locus. After that, we're going to hear from, as far as I know, the South's longest running surf bands, the Mariners, with their track a hold and then we're going to finish out with the Broken Spokes uh, with their track Overture Wanted Man hmm listening to this episode of the southern surf Stopcast, we hope you've enjoyed it if so please like us on facebook follow us on twitter at south surf Stomp, or leave us a review on itunes you can check us out on the web at southern i'd like to thank our interviewees both yvonne and the amphibians as well as our sponsors the longboards show and the surf king surfwear and of course the penetrators for letting us use their Southern Surf Syndicate theme as our intro and outro music. We hope you'll join us next time on the next Southern Surf Stopcast. But until then, stay surfy, my friend.